Hi, my name is Mike Garcia, CEO of Loud Rumor, an organization that helps fitness studios all over the world grow and be more successful. I'm also the host of Top Fitness Business Podcast, the GSD Show, and your host on this podcast as well. The goal with this podcast is to help you stay informed on some good ideas that your fitness studio can implement to succeed during this pandemic. And in this episode, we're talking about something that's not just helpful for fitness studios, right? You guys are going to get a lot out of this, but gym owners, uh, small businesses in general, right? So barbers, nail salons, at the end of the day, this all applies. And that is about EIDL or EIDL, which stands for Economic Injury Disaster Loan. I'm here with Christina Garza from Accounting Pros. Christina's actually, she's the, she owns the company that does all of my bookkeeping. She's on my financial team and she also manages the books and helps fi uh, give financial advice to many fitness studio owners as well as other small businesses throughout the entire world. So Christina, thanks so much and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got it. All right, so, so let's, get, let's get on it, right? So I'm gonna actually share my screen because I think this is a more visual thing. Anything with finances, I do this with because I need to see it in order for me to fully understand it. Okay. okay so hang on one sec and I'll share my screen here. Boom. Okay, can you see it? I can, yeah. All right, so, so tell me what, what is, is this a new version of the SBA loan that everyone was talking about a week, two weeks ago, or, or tell me about this, what is this? Right, so the Economic Injury Disaster Loan is essentially a reboot of the COVID disaster loan that was offered previously. The new version of the IDLE now has a $10,000 grant uh, included, and I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, if I applied for the original loan, am I going to be, am I not going to be able to get this grant? No, they're letting anybody who's previously applied also be able to get that grant. So it's just like a, the idle loan with an extra bonus on top. Got it. Perfect. And if you guys haven't seen episode 70, uh, we go into the paycheck protection program as well. So you'll be able to see everything you need to know about the paycheck protection program that's available as of right now. That's an episode 70. So a lot of the information that you get here is going to work well with the information that you got there. All right. right. So, um, and, and if you're watching this video on YouTube, you can just look in the description. I put a link to episode 70. All right. So tell me in, in what cases, in what cases would I believe I'd apply or I qualify for this idle loan? So uh, the idle loan is for anybody who's been affected by COVID-19. So this is things like uh, you have, your business has been shut down because of a mandate uh, or you have supply chain issues and now you have to go find a new supplier, uh, which is going to cost you more. Um, really, have you been hit economically uh, by the disaster? And I'm going to say that many, many businesses have been affected by the, by the disaster and would qualify for this uh, because you know, it's, it really has no boundaries. Like COVID is affecting pretty much every small business at this point. How do you prove that you've been affected? Like, so you're going to have to show things like lost revenues, things like that. Um, so in the, in the initial application process, they ask you for some basic information. It's a new streamlined application. So gross revenue and your cost of goods sold uh, for the past year. And I'm, the assumption is once they actually move you through the process, you'll have to provide additional documentation. So if you have any proof like your profit and loss that shows a big decline in revenue or a big spike in cost of goods sold or anything like that, that'll help you prove your case. Got it. Okay. Now, separate from the Paycheck Protection Program, there you don't have to sh show or prove any of that, right? 
Um, you don't have to show or prove any of your operating expenses when you're getting qualified for the PPP, uh, except for the paycheck or the, uh, the payroll costs. So what you're doing in the PPP is you're going to give your, you know, 12 months history for your payroll, um, any information on benefits and things like that. Um, I'm, the assumption is with the idols, they're going to look at everything. They're going to look at your gross revenue, your cost of goods sold, and typically the loans are going to be based on six months of operating costs. Uh, and they're going to have a maximum of $2 million where the PPP is 10. Um, so if you haven't already put your books together, um, even if you're just doing a streamline application just to get it out, that's fine. But you just make sure that you've got your ducks in a row if the SBA, you know, your person asks you for this because you don't want to be left, you know, having to figure all this stuff out when it's you're already like, you know, behind the eight ball. Is this something typically you would go to your bookkeeper for and they'd be able to pull this stuff together? Yeah, we do this for our, our clients all the time. So we keep our clients, um, you know, not all the time, but we give them their financials on a regular basis. Um, we'll make sure that you've got your profit and loss, your balance sheet. If you're applying for these loans, we're going to pull everything together. Um, we're even going to grab like your EIN or your organizational docs. One question on the idle loan is, do you own more than 20% of your business? And likely it's yes. But do you have other owners in the business as well? That's possible if you have a partnership that's going to be listed on your operating documents. So we're going to put that all together for you so that you, it's all in one spot. But if you're not working with the bookkeeper who doesn't understand the program or doesn't have your books up to date, they're not going to be ready to get this done on time. And then you have to figure it out. So you guys are doing all this for right. us. Yeah, we are doing all this for our clients because really it's, it's a two way street. Like if you fail, we fail and I don't want, I want to keep my employees uh, employed for as long as possible. I want you to positively impact your community. So it's a win-win if we help you get these loans. Perfect. Okay, great. And so, Kane, would you apply for PPP and IDLE? Would it make sense to do both? Yeah, it does make sense. And there is language in, uh, in the bill that says that you can have both. There's a lot of misconceptions around that. So if you get the IDLE and you take the $10,000 grant, um, even if you're declined, you could keep it, which is great for a small business owner. Um, if you are approved, they'll just remove that from the forgiveness in the PPP. So you can't double dip and get, you know, free money essentially for payroll costs in one program and then payroll costs in another. So um, if I were you and I was going to get both the idle and the PPP, I would keep idle money in one bank account, PPP money in another bank account. I would tie all of my uh, forgivable costs to the, to the one bank account with the PPP. So that way I'm not muddying the waters and a you know, loan officer isn't going to say, oh, well, we used this loan for payroll when you shouldn't have, et cetera. Um, if you get both, just spend the idle money on things like fixed debts, accounts payable, um, things like that, that are, you can actually spend the money on and just keep the PPP money for your payroll costs. Got it. Okay, great. Um, so talk to me more about the application process. Where do I go? How do I get the, the application in order to apply? Do I just go to my bank? Is there an online form I print out? So the difference between the PPP and the IDLE is, is who really manages it. If you're doing the PPP, you'll go to a bank or a lender and they'll take care of the whole process. You'll apply with them and you don't have to go directly to the SBA. They've been given complete latitude to approve the loan. So you're, you don't have to worry about going to the SBA. The IDLE, you absolutely need to go to the SBA's website, sba.gov. There's a big yellow banner at the top of the screen that says, you know, do you want to apply for the COVID loan? Um, I also have links on my blog and I can give you a link as well. But the application compared to the, the original application is like night and day. 
So the original application, it took me like an hour to go through. I had to download a bunch of documents and upload them after it crashed. It was just such a hassle. I did a video yesterday where I did like, you know, loan application with fake information. I didn't submit it. It took me like five minutes. So at minimum, if you have five minutes to spare today, go to the SBA's website, fill everything out and then get your everything else prepared. You know, they're, they're not asking you for a lot of stuff now, but just be ready for it. Um, so what, is it an online form? I just go and submit it right there or do I have to yeah. print out and take it somewhere? No, you don't have to print anything out. Uh, in the past with the first round of funding, you had an online application, it totally crashed. Then they changed to an offline application and made you download stuff. So it was like, you know, hours of work and it was such a hassle. This is completely online. It's four, it's a four step process. You start with your disclosures. It just says like, I am able to take this loan. I'm not doing anything illegal. The next one's around, you know, the business, and the borrower. And then you just say like, you know, did you do anything that would disqualify you from this loan? Yes or no. Uh, and then they give you the option. It's a big box that says, do you want to get the $10,000? Do you want to be considered for the $10,000? And if you need the money right away, yeah, check it. That's fine. If you don't need it, don't check it. Uh, but it's totally up to you. And then you just plug in your account information for where the loan should be, should be funded, whether it's the grant or the loan. And then that's all I've seen so far. I haven't gone through the rest of the application process, but I assume it's going to be as streamlined as they say. Uh, so it should be a rather fast process, but keep in mind, there's millions of other people who are doing it. So while it might be fast per person, it's not going to be fast in, in total. So if you haven't gotten your application and you should do it now before everybody else, you know, puts your application and bumps you down to the you know, bottom of the line. Got it. Okay, great. So why should a small business owner go through this? Why should you do this process? Well, I mean, if you're affected by the coronavirus negatively, you, you should do this because you're going to need the money. You need to stay in business and you should take advantage of every program that's available to you. The cost of the loan is really inexpensive. It's a 3.75 interest rate. Uh, you can get up to $2 million. It's a 30 year term. If you don't need the money, just return the money later. You know, you don't have to keep it forever. Um, but it's probably the cheapest money that you're going to get right now. You probably have the best chance of getting approved for this sort of loan right now. You know, normally the, S the SBA 7A loan process is time consuming and challenging. And there's a lot of like things that are put in place to limit who can get the these types of loans. They've really opened it up like to almost everybody. Um, you don't have to get tax return transcripts for this. You can qualify just on your credit score. You don't have to have the previous requirement of being in business for an entire year. So what if you've had if you like a, a bankruptcy in the last like four or five years or three years or something like that? Could that play a role? That could play a role. Normally they're looking for things like seven years, you know, in the past for bankruptcies. But even if you've had it, just be honest in the application, say yes or no. They're going to tell you whether or not you're declined. You're not really at risk at all by applying for the loan. The worst thing they can say is no. And really the best thing they can say is yes. So like, what do you really have to lose right now? Yeah, and I heard exactly. you say in a previous podcast, like if you're a business owner and you're not doing this, like you shouldn't be in business. That's right. You yeah. should absolutely get every single program that you can get for your business and then use the money to grow your business, pay your people, because this is not going to be over right now. Like this is after the money comes in the door, like you might need more later. And if there are other programs later, you're going to kick yourself for not being involved in everything you were qualified to, you know, be a part of. Right. Right. And I put, you can get 
up to $2 million. You won't necessarily get $2 right. million. Like a small business owner. Right, it get, is up to. Yeah, you may get $80,000, right? Right, you might. You right. might and, get, um, and then for the term, like you might not get 30 years. It's up to 30 years for your term. Um, if you have a smaller loan amount, you're probably going to get it, you know, a lower term. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be at the discretion of the SBA loan officer, but you don't have to take the loan. If you don't feel like the loan is what you need and you get approved for it, you can just decline it and then they'll just give the money to somebody else. But if you're not even considering it right now, I think you're making a big mistake. Yeah. What else should we know about this idle loan or what, what are, what are some pros, cons or things that we should know things that you're getting most commonly asked questions around it? Yeah, I mean, they really opened this up to a lot of businesses. Um, if you're a small business, if you're a nonprofit, um, if you're a sole proprietor or independent contractor, you would qualify for the, you could potentially qualify for the idle. I'm not going to say anybody is 100% guaranteed, but again, let them tell you, you know, no. <laughs> um, the application process literally takes five minutes. Don't worry about spending a bunch of time on it. Um, I have a lot of people asking the same question. Can you have a PPP and an idle? And it is very clear in the bill that you can. Um, so really it's simple and a no brainer. Um, if you're thinking about doing both, just do both. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy at this point. Cool. Awesome. So now if, if somebody has a, an accountant or a bookkeeper that they've been talking to and hasn't coached them the way that you just said, you know, I, I, first off, I recommend you find a better coach. So, right. so Christina, how can they get a hold of you if they have more questions? Yeah, so they can email me. Oh, you got my name right. Thank you so much. Nobody ever gets my name right. Everybody <laughs> spells it with an H. So it's uh, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Christina at accountingpros.com. You can also call me, and I'll give you that number once you're done writing. Yep, and also pros is P-R-O-S-E.com. Yep, because we make your accounting beautiful, just like pros. Yep. Uh, and then my number, my direct line is 303-928-4126. So that goes directly to me. Um, I am calling everybody back, um, even if it's late at night. So if I call you at like seven or eight o'clock at night, if you don't want to hear from me, just, you know, send me the voicemail, but I'm doing my best to help everybody no matter what I, I have. I'm a firm believer that rising tides raises all ships. If I give you information to help you grow your business, it's good for everybody. Uh, if I, if I have a scarcity mentality, it's going to just ruin everything. So I'm giving all of this information away. I'm doing videos. I'm doing blogs. I'm having phone calls. I made a giant access to capital resource document. Like I don't want anything in this situation to be proprietary. I want to give everybody the best chance to succeed. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted to interview you. You're doing so much content. And I was like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. I want to get her on here. And I highlighted <laughs> yeah, the website I, name, just accountingpros.com. So you guys can go thanks. to our website there. And I'm assuming your blog is on there. Uh, on my website. Yeah. The blog's on there. They all, all the blogs related to COVID have a similar look so you can easily see it. Um, and there's videos embedded in every blog because the content can be kind of dense, but I did include things like uh, calculations. So if you're like, okay, well, the law says this, I don't understand what that means written out. I've actually put together like the calculations to figure that out. So it should be simple, but if it still needs clarity, let me know. And I'm happy to edit things and add more clarity because if one person's asking, that probably means that 10 people are scratching their heads, but too scared to ask. Perfect. Sounds great. Well, Christina, thanks so much for helping out. You've done an awesome job. I understand this much better than I did before. And I know a lot of other small businesses are going to uh, as well. So thank you so much. Good. Thank you. For everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode.